Hey, it's Fabrizio Guido from Mr. Iglesias, and you're listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast with Elias. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, Blue. You're A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the Man Cave. Your host, Elias. Fabrizio, welcome to the cave. Thank you for having me. It's How good to be you? here. How are you, man? What's new with you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I went for a drive. A buddy of mine uh, just got done. It's not necessarily like a proposal, but he his girlfriend a promise ring. So I helped set it up and I had to drive to like uh, Angeles Crest Highway through like the mountains and help them set it up before he got there. So I just got back from doing that. Oh, nice, bro. Nice, nice. How's that? Uh... Yeah. So the, how's the quarantine life treating you? Been going out a little bit more and more now. It's now now I have. Um, it's funny. I like I've actually just been going out with my my friends that I saw today. Um, I've just been going out for drives and like every now and then I'll go by myself to to the park. Um, and normally the drives are just through like Malibu or, or like the mountains or anything like that. Places that are kind of far away from like populated areas, but. Um, for the most part, I've pretty much been inside. Yeah. What, what, do you, what else have you been doing? Uh, inside the house, I've been doing, I've been, uh, I've been getting a lot of reading done and, uh, I've been writing and, and drawing, which like, I didn't have so much time to do so, uh, prior to kind of the pandemic, but now it's like, I feel like that's, what's keeping me, you know, a little sane. Yeah. So I'll be doing some research on you, man. So you've been acting for a little while, writing, like you mentioned, you know, directing, and you recently uh, see uh, part two of uh, Mr. Glacius just premiered on Netflix. So we'll talk about that. But for the listeners, really for quick, sure. uh, for the listeners, where are you originally from? Uh, I'm, I'm LA born and raised. Oh, wow. Yeah. Have you uh, yeah. just been there all your life? Uh, yeah, I've pretty much been here all my life. I think I moved uh, outside of LA County maybe like once, but not like not long enough. I've never been out of California or really LA. Do you like living there? Oh, I love Los Angeles. I mean, I think it's uh, I think it's totally different growing up here than uh, uh, coming from somewhere else. I feel like a lot of people uh, judge LA, but I feel like I get to see a side of LA that you know a lot of people don't. You know, I'm I'm very familiar with the neighborhoods and the families that have been here for a really long time, and just born. It's it's a whole other side that I don't think uh, a lot of people get to see. Mm. What do you enjoy doing in LA? Is there like a certain thing that you you can't wait for all this to end so you go go back out there and do it uh well i love okay so i love the like the proximity of how close everything is i mean granted there's a ton of traffic out here but just being able to go to the beach one day in the mountains like that same day uh is something i love like the city I, I really miss so i'm a really big fan of like taking the metro places especially downtown because yeah. parking is horrible in downtown so i'll catch the metro you know the subway i'll catch that and uh once i'm down there i'll get one of those uh lime scooters those scooters that you can rent on the phone right and uh i'll take it through like little tokyo and chinatown and downtown i'll go to like grand central market and i'll do all that run and then just come back home and it's it's the That's best awesome. but I mean, that's totally changed. I got to reconsider how I do that now. Right, right. And who knows, like, you know, like, who, who knows how much longer we're going to be wearing these masks and all that stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. 
So uh, how old were you when you kind of had an idea that you wanted to get into the entertainment industry? Um, so, I mean, I've been, I've been in the entertainment industry. I've been around it all my life, one could say. But uh, at around the age of five or six, I think, uh, well, my mother's a theater actress. So I used to hang out at the theater a lot and, yeah. uh, and go to her shows and, you know, the theater is so closely related to like film and stuff. And you have people that work in film that come and watch, you know, shows at the theater. Uh, so my mom had a lot of friends that were, that were filmmakers and they always needed like a kid or something to be in their films. And they would ask my mom if, you know, I was willing to, to be in their shorts and their short films. And I, as a kid, I, my mom asked me if I wanted to do it. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. And, uh, I, t I took a liking to it. I really liked being on set and, you know, I liked, I like feeling like I was getting a movie done and just like playing make believe. And my mom was like, Hey, do you want to pursue this? You want to try this out? I was like, yeah. So I started doing commercials. Uh, I got a commercial agent when I was like seven. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And, and I was doing commercials up until I was like 12, 11 or 12 maybe. And I, um, then my commercial agent, uh, decided to take me on theatrically. So he started sending me for film and TV. And uh, I think the first thing I booked on TV was a guest star on, uh, on Grey's Anatomy. And then shortly after that, I, I booked my first film. That was all, that was all around the age of like 12, wow. 11, 12. Yeah. Just so like, when you jumped right into this, like, do you even take in like any like acting lessons or you just like pretty much like learned from your mother? Uh, I did. I did take, I took acting classes later on, but at the start, it was a lot, uh, a lot came from my mom, you yeah. know, I, I, which I was very fortunate to have her around. And she had already had all this experience in theater. And, um, you know, I feel like as a kid, I didn't need too much training. It was like mostly just knowing how to follow directions, which I knew how to do. I was old enough to, you know, comprehend what people wanted. And, and, uh, I wasn't, super like i wasn't going over the top with my act yeah i just i would really take the scene and uh how i would take it just just as a regular kid you know and, and i think that helped me out a lot that i wasn't uh, trying to do anything thankfully it's like everything was just very natural to me and i just was very relaxed about it you still take acting lessons to this day to keep up with like with everything yeah so i've gone i went from from going to actual like classes to just kind of training one-on-one -on -one with a coach occasionally which i ha actually haven't trained in in a while because I'd, I'd say probably like i don't know maybe eight months um a little over eight months i mean just because i had gotten busy with the show and and uh you know, that, you know if i was at work every day i kind of considered it like i was training um because i was just sharp and i wanted to enjoy on my weekends, I still wanted to have a personal life. Uh, right. But yeah, I went from like a class with a lot of people, which I was I was at when you know as a teenager, to to just kind of training with the coach one on one. Did you how like how did you did you find it like challenging at all like balancing like your acting career and trying to live like a normal life as a teenager too? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, there was a lot of times when when I had to pass on birthday parties or or, you know, events that friends had. Um, but no, I, I, to be honest with you, I really didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel it too much. I mean, some things that helped was the fact that I was homeschooled growing up as well. 
Yeah. So I started getting homeschooled in, in fifth grade. And uh, so, I, I mean, I did miss school and I missed my friends at school, but I still saw them. And, and uh, you know, throughout middle school and high school, a lot of, the, a lot of my friends lived in, in my neighborhood. So, uh, you know, as soon as I, I would wake up late, I, was, I wasn't good at homeschool. Uh, I would wake <laughs> up late. And by the time I was up at like 1 p.m., my friends were getting out, out of school at around like two or three. So I was, I was linking up with them right after. Mm. That's interesting. And uh, so I didn't, I didn't really miss it all too much. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier, you know, you did the film too. I saw that you did the World War Z with Brad Pitt. How was it being on something like that? Yeah. So that was, that was a real turning point for me. Uh, I'd never, I'd never traveled really outside of like California. Um, I think just Mexico, I had traveled to Mexico, but uh this was like uh, this was like a lot of first this this experience was like i had auditioned for the film i had gone to paramount around the time that i told you that that i had started going going out theatrically and yeah and um i had i had booked the film and i was set to go out to london england for four months three and a half months or four months something like that i'm not that's counting reshoots uh but you know i was sent to the uk with with my with my mom you know, I had to take my legal guardian. I was underage at the time. And uh, I had gone to London, England for three months. And I was on this huge set. And uh, I I loved it. I mean, I at the time, I was, I was a kid. And I was really into action films and, and all the cool things that were on set. I mean, we were dealing with, like, explosions and zombies, and helicopters and green screen and all this makeup. And uh, I was I was like a kid in a candy store. I believe it. I believe it. It's like, like, what was the reaction of your friends after you filmed a movie like that? Uh, they were all really excited. I mean, my family and friends were, were very excited. And, and I was getting the same questions. It was, uh, did you meet Brad Pitt? And <laughs> were you scared? And one more was, uh, it was, it was, were the zombies, was, was the makeup on the zombies real? And I'll be just to answer, I wasn't scared. I, I was never scared. I was actually really, really excited to be there. And yeah, I, I love being there. It was one of the coolest experiences in my life. And uh, you know, uh, I, was, I was in multiple scenes with him. I don't know why a lot of people tend to ask me that, but um, I did meet Brad and he's a gentleman awesome guy and he's someone I, I still to this day look up to that's awesome so uh so you recently had um mr glacius part two premiered on netflix uh yeah really quick for the listeners if they haven't seen the show yet explain to them like what the show's about so the show's a sitcom uh we do it in front of a live studio audience it's uh you know it's kind of got like this nostalgic vibe yeah. you know of these like yeah right these like sitcoms from the 90s and it's if you're familiar with gabriel iglesias fluffy oh, he's yeah. a stand-up comedian and, and he he plays a history teacher i happen to be one of these okay so he's a history teacher that takes on these uh group of misfits these misfit students that are at risk of you know dropping out of school or getting counseled out or and you know just kind of falling through the cracks and he he takes us on and, and he takes on these misfit kids. I happen to be one of them. And it's, a, you know, a class, a history class. And that's kind of like his journey, just uplifting us. And, and, you know, his, 
him taking us on and it's a it's a great just heartfelt comedy mm. do you remember your audition when you first went in for this yeah tell us about uh, that so i remember the audition and i had gone in to read for um for sandy logan she's their casting director still and um i had gone in i did the audition i think like a, a yeah this was I don't remember exactly what year it was, but it has to be like a year and a half or two years back. Um, I uh, I went to go read for her. I didn't think much of it, but I was very excited uh, to read for Gabe because he, you know, he's like a big deal for me. He's someone I really look up to. Always have. I've always been a fan of his. Um, that being said, I'd gone to multiple auditions before, so I didn't want to get myself too excited. You know, I was like, don't, you know, don't jump the gun and like, you know, don't be super excited. You don't know where this is going to go yet. A couple of days after that, I had gotten a uh, callback. Uh, I came in to read again for, for Sandy. And this was, I think this was like a couple of days before 4th of July weekend. Um, and then once I came, I'd, I'd gone to Vegas for 4th of July with a friend of mine who, who also went in to read for, for the role. Um, another friend of mine that's an actor who's actually has a great show on on hulu right now his name is michael Cimino. uh it shows love victor it's super awesome it's one of my favorite shows on tv right now. um but i he had gone to read and then we headed out to vegas because uh, that's where he's from we celebrated fourth of july at his family's house i came back and i got the call that i was going to come in and read for gabe this time we were going to have a chemistry read me and fluffy were going to you know we we're going to be put in the same room and we we're going to read this time it was going to be with gabe and uh a couple of the writers and producers and the showrunner and I was super stoked. I had gotten there and uh, I did the audition. I just remember just being across from him and, you know, doing this audition. And when I was done, they asked Gabe, do you want to do anything else? Gabe looked at me and said, no, I'm fine. And said, you want to, you want And I said, no, I'm, I'm fine. He said, oh, you're a confident one. And I stepped out of the room, I was headed back and I was like, I just got in my head and I was, you know, I was like beating myself up. I was like, oh my God, I did horrible. He, he said I was a confident one. What, what does that mean? Does that mean I was bad? Does that mean I was good? <laughs> and I was, I was like, I'm going to walk back in there and I'm going to, I'm going to ask him if, if, you know, we can run it one more time, run it one more time. And as I was like going on in my head, I had already walked off the lot and I was like, okay, I can't walk back on. And I was just kind of bummed out that day because I felt like I did terrible in the audition and I just remember thinking like hey instead of like beating yourself about up about this audition like why don't you appreciate the fact that you just acted across like one of the people that you really admire like a comedian that you've been watching since you were a kid yeah and uh I instantly went from like having the worst day to having the best day ever and a couple days after that I had gotten the call that you know I I had gotten the role and I was just over the moon. You could imagine, you know. Oh yeah. So, how would you like? So, you, how would you describe the character that you play on the show? So, I mean, just just in general, he's like a puppy, and and I know that's very vague, but he's just everything excites him, and you know, I feel like for Mikey, that's my character's name. Uh, for Mikey, everything is everything is new and everything is fresh to him and, and he's very loving and, and very caring. And, uh, he's just, yeah, I feel like he gets to see the world with like a set of eyes that it's like everything that he sees is, is, 
he's very present. So everything's there for the first time and he takes everything in differently, mm. you know? So that's what I really love about the character. You mentioned earlier you were homeschooled. So like, you know, this was kind of like different, like the role for you, like, you know, you're actually like in a classroom and everything. So like, how did you like prepare for this role? Like, well, did you do any research or anything? So, you know, I had gotten, I had been homeschooled. Uh, I started being homeschooled in like fourth grade, for, uh, out of fourth grade into fifth grade. Okay. And then at that time, I, I, you know, I had a couple years where I would go to a school uh, two days out of the week. So I would go to a school two days out of the week and everyone, at, everyone at that school would go to school two days out of the week. And then the rest were, you know, they were homeschooled. We basically okay. just show them, you know, go to a few classes, gotcha. give, in, give our work into our teachers and then do the rest of our work online on our, you know, on our computers on our own time. And uh, so I, I'm familiar, I'm familiar with the concept of like being in, being in school. Yeah. Um, you'd be surprised. I feel like so naturally setting or set like you automatically start to build that classroom very easily. Like when we're left in between takes, it doesn't feel like a set. It feels like we're really in a classroom. You know, all of us are sitting down and trying to talk when we get there in the morning, it feels like we're going to school in a way. Cause it's like, I got to wake up at like six and be at set, like, you know, seven, eight, depending what time we actually clock in. But I'm there, all, you know, all these students show up, which are my castmates that I love, and, and we're just waiting on Gabe, aka our teacher, you know, and, and uh, we're waiting to get started, and before we, he gets started, we're just messing around in the classroom. Once he gets there, it's like, time to learn, only this time we're learning our lines. How, uh, like, how awesome is it, like, filming, like, in front of, like, a live audience? Oh, I, I had never, I had never, uh, done a sitcom i'd never been on sitcom i just i had done tv and and uh and film single cam and uh i was very unfamiliar with it i remember my first time going out there i i didn't really see the crowd because they bring us in from the back yeah. and then they introduce us to the crowd one by one you know the live studio audience but i remember waiting in the, you know the i don't know the green room and i could hear the crowd just like chanting and i was like whoa what did, i'm so not used to it what did i get myself into and you know like i, I was excited and and it was just very like mixed emotions and i think a couple of people you know had never been in front of a live studio audience on the show and uh you know i remember stepping out and seeing the crowd for the first time and i was like wow like the energy is is crazy and and thankfully gabe is I mean, he handles the crowd with such ease. I mean, you know, he he knows how to work a crowd unlike anybody I've ever seen. Like he, it just he's just one. And watching him doing that brought me a lot of comfort. And and now I'm very comfortable with the crowd. Um, but even that first day, that only lasted for like I kid you not, like ten minutes. After that, I had settled in and and uh, we started to do the scene. And you know, unlike like like anything, you know, when when someone says action, you know, you're there. You're in the scene. You're like yeah. present. The crowd's no longer there, uh, but they are because you have to wait. You know, it's, it's very strange because you have to wait for the laughs. And then once the laughs clear, you can deliver your line. And, uh, you know, that first day, it's like I was trying to get used to that, to the pacing and all. But it's it's something you pick up very, very easily, very, you know, naturally if you're if there. But it's it's super awesome. I mean, we look we really do look forward to to our live tapings because I mean, it's, it's very different from watching the show. The show's awesome, but, you know, being, I think anyone who's been to our live shows knows that, you know, a, a big part of the humor comes in, in, you know, us 
missing a line or Gabe improvising or moving in between takes and Gabe will snatch the mic and he'll start talking to the crowd and they give away t-shirts and, and they give away, you know, Funko pops and cups and mugs and all this stuff. Wow. And, and it's really like a party. So, so the episodes are like 30 minutes. How long does it take you to film an episode with the live audience? Okay. So get this, this is another thing I was, I was like very unfamiliar with. Um, we rehearse Monday, Tuesday, uh, and then Wednesday we shoot scenes that the crowd won't be able to see because maybe the set isn't facing the crowd. Maybe they had to build like an extra, like yeah. for example, any restaurants or stuff are built a little bit away from the crowd. So it's not very easy for them to see. Sometimes they do when they put on the monitors and stuff and they'll always show the scenes that we shoot on Wednesday to the crowd just so they know, they, you know, they can follow the story. Uh, but we, we rehearse Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we shoot a couple scenes and then Thursday we shoot the whole episode in one day. Wow. Was the, so how long is it? The, is like, is it the whole day? Uh, I think we go in at, I'd say maybe we go in for like hair and makeup and, you know, some small rehe rehearsals and camera blocking for our director at around one in the afternoon and we start our show uh we, st we we have to start our show at like four or five and we shoot from about five to maybe ten ten oh, o'clock wow. at night yeah it's a long day yeah it's a long it's a long day and then the next day we come in for a table read. oh for the next episode right for the for the next episode yeah and sometimes it's a little tough because you got all these people coming to visit on tuesday at the live show and you have friends and family and just people that you know want to stay and hang out with you right. because it, it it's a party they set up food and they you know all these people are there and uh you know sometimes there's been times where i'm there until like you know one in the morning um and then we have to come in the next day normally i'm pretty good at of, of like leaving pretty early and friends and family know that that i'm uh coming into work like the next day but you know sometimes it's, it's very easy to get carried away mm. has uh have you guys heard anything about another season we have not I, I at least i haven't i haven't yet i mean we have uh i can tell you that we have part three coming out um that i don't i actually don't know when but you know we had already we had already done part three which is supposed to you know tie in with with uh with part two that just released um but i wouldn't i wouldn't know yet um the show the show I, I from what i see the show's doing really well and um it stayed on netflix's top 10 throughout the weekend so that was that was very very cool to see it's good because uh, every time you turn on netflix it's always like a drama or something like that so you need that comedy once in a while to show up on there also yeah yeah so uh What's next for you, man? Any other projects that you did before this whole pandemic went down? Uh, well, I had started working on one. Um, I'd started working on one. I'm, you know, I'm still, I still can't say, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually supposed to get back to, to doing that. Um, when all this clears up, I, you know, I was, we were aiming at, at shooting, uh, you know, during 4th of July. Uh, but, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, so it's probably going to be pushed even more, but yeah, yeah, I am. I'm, I am working on a new film. 
That's awesome. Do you uh, do you have like a dream role you want to play someday? A dream role? Yeah. Oh, uh, I've never I've never actually thought about my dream role. I know I have I have people that I you know I like to, I like to be surprised. I don't I don't really have um, expectations or anything that I want to do. You know I feel like I feel like a lot of the the best things have come from me like not really being like I could have never imagined that I'd be on a sitcom with Gabe. You know right. he's a stand up comedian. So so it's hard to say. I know I have people that I you know, I definitely would like to work with, um, that, that's for sure. Like just their, their style of film, uh, any kind of character and, and some of these people's, some of these directors and writers and some cinematographers films for sure. Are you going to try to stick with both or are you going to think about like someday try to like go towards more film or more TV? Have you given a thought about that? Oh, honestly, it's, it's whatever, it's whatever moves me. You know, yeah. I, I, um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, uh, as long as I'm, you know, as long as it's something I'm passionate about, you know, I love to do independent stuff. I love to do big stuff. It just has to be stuff that, that I'm passionate about. You know, this is, you know, something that I, you know, I dedicate a lot to me and uh, I spend a lot of time with them and, and, uh, so yeah, anything that I do, I just, I just have to be passionate about it. That's first of all. That's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, it's, and it's always good to like, sometimes, you know, like you get that script and you're like, oh, I never thought about playing this role, but this looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I think that's some of the best stuff is just like, you know, being surprised and uh, bringing, bringing something new, which I, which I love to do. I love to experiment with like, you know, if let's say you're, you're the bad guy or something or and you know everyone expects the bad guy to be kind of like mad or something but if you, you know if you play it in some other odd way it, you know it could work even better right. so you right. know you, you just you never know it's just a matter of playing playing with things and you know i find inspiration from from people i meet and uh, just things and books that i read that maybe aren't in move and you know aren't movies yet and stuff and you know i i, I get ideas to work with like characters. Mm. So uh, lastly, how can the listeners find you on uh, social media? So on, uh, on Twitter, I'm Fabrizio Guido one and on Instagram, it's, you know, my name, Fabrizio Guido. All right. Fabrizio, this was fun. Thank you for coming on. Hey, thank you for having me on. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.